<laughs> I forgot to turn it on. Good evening, everyone. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. So then we'll get there. Uh, usually I have my screen here, so hopefully you guys will just be able to see there. Um, we're going to continue with our series, The Miracles of Jesus. Uh, this is our week six. Um, I'm going to be reading um, Matthew 26, 36 to 42, and 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 to 10. Um, if you have your Bibles, please turn over there, uh, starting with Matthew. Again, Matthew 26, verse 36. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him, and he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me. Yet not as I will, but as you will. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away a second time and prayed. My father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, your will be done. Please turn now to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. Because of these surprisingly great revelations, therefore, I should just read, Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties, for when I am weak, then I am strong. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the songs that we uh, sang. We thank you for your singers and, and Naomi, Lord God, for preparing our hearts in order for us to meet you now in your message for us tonight. I pray, Lord God, for your anointing. Please uh, anoint my lips. Give me the wisdom in order for me to share whatever it is that you want me to share uh, to your people. I pray for wisdom for them as well, Lord God. May they receive your word um, despite their resistance, Lord God. And I pray, Lord God, that we recognize your presence with us. So we ask for your guidance and your protection and your blessings to be upon us. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. All right, so um, I don't know. Should we stretch and jump, do some jumping jacks to kind of wake us up? Uh, I know it's warm outside, and um, but praise God, this is Wednesday. God gave us another Wednesday in order for us to 
pray for our needs and our brothers and sisters' needs in this church, in this family that God has made us to be a part of. And again, like I said earlier, we are on our week six, one more week, uh, then we end the, the series of Miracles of Jesus. Now, as we have seen, Jesus performed many great and mighty miracles, if you've been following our, our, our series, during His ministry here on earth. From the gospel accounts, it might appear that whenever a person asked Jesus to perform a miracle, He did it, right? Yet from our own experiences, there are times when we ask God to intervene and act, but God does not exactly do what we ask Him to do. Do you agree? Or is it just me? Okay, all of us. All right. Good, good. (laughs) Now I don't feel alone. (laughs) Perhaps we pray for God to heal us or a loved one from a horrible disease or sickness or even just a common cold. Sometimes we pray for God to provide us a job to protect our children from perceived dangers. That's pretty much prevalent now. They go to school and they might get shot, right? Sorry, it's just the reality right now. Or to save a dear family member. It seems that sometimes, it seems that God answers to our request, and sometimes He doesn't. His answer is no. Which brings us to our miracle, our message tonight. Our title is, The Miracle of No. What's a miracle of no? The miracle of no is when we pray for something fervently, sincerely, repeatedly to God, right? And we are so convinced, we have convinced ourselves that this is what's going to make me complete, Lord. Please answer this prayer. And then the miracle of no is when God says no. That's not what's going to complete you. That's not what's going to satisfy you. That's not what you need. And then, no matter how much kicking we do or crying or pouting that we do, we find out that there's a miracle in that no. That something or that someone that we fervently prayed for or prayed about was actually going to lead us astray and praise God that He answered us the no. So there's, I have three points. So the first point is, the no, the miracle of no is for the benefit of many. The benefit of many. We have several stories in the scriptures of people who went to God and repeated, repetitively asked Him to do something. Yet God said no. One of those persons was Jesus. When we read, read in Matthew. After Jesus gathered with His disciples in the upper room for what we often refer as the Last Supper, Jesus took His disciples to a place called Gethsemane, which was a garden, in, a garden area in the Mount of Olives for a personal time of prayer. After entering the garden, Jesus took Peter, John, and James to a particular location. And then Matthew tells us that Jesus was filled with sorrow and was greatly troubled. He told his friends, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Now the Bible testifies that Jesus asked his father to do something three different times that evening. Jesus asked God to intervene and provide an alternative means for what was about to occur in his life. Uh, The verse is, it's not there really enough, but the verse is, My Father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. That's Matthew 26, 39. Um, Maybe we can go there. 
There you go. Um, now, we know, we all know, right? I've, I've preached about this passage many times. God chose not to remove that cup of suffering that His Son, our Lord, was asking repetitively. Repetitively. But did God really abandon Jesus with that? No. Well, we all know that that's not true, right? Jesus, how did Jesus perform a miracle here? Well, we all know that the answer was a no. It was because of that no that God the Father gave Jesus is how everyone else then and now and in the future will become saved because of that no answer to Jesus. So that's a miracle. Don't you agree? Because if God said, yes, there's another way, then Jesus would have not gone through that. And who knows after that, or is, is it a complete, complete healing for all of us? No. The miracle of no was because of that, we all received uh, can you go to John 3.17? For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. Because we all know John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. And then this is the miracle of the no. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through Him. Only through Jesus. Only through Jesus. The cup that Jesus was referring to was the cup of uh, being outside fellowship with his father. And he didn't want that. Jesus was always walking ever so closely with his father. And as much as we are thinking that, okay, the cup that Jesus didn't want was the torture, the physical pain. Although, who would want that, right? But the real main cup that Jesus was asking to pass him was the fact that once he becomes sin he will lose fellowship with his father. And that was the one that was really breaking God's heart. Now in Romans 6, 8 to 10, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. He lives to God. The miracle of God's no to Jesus to Jesus' plea to take that cup away um, was the miracle for us and is the miracle for many. Remember uh, Mark 15, 34? Eloi, Eloi, lima sabachthani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That was the cup that God did not want. That's what the cup that Jesus did not want. But because Jesus went through it, because God the Father says, no, you will go through the suffering, that because of that no answer, we all have experienced, if we believe in Jesus, now we can and we are and we will experience eternal life through Jesus. Amen? So that's Jesus' miracle. That's the miracle, one miracle of Jesus. Because of what He did, that miracle of, of dying on, on behalf of us and resurrecting, proving that He is God, is the miracle that we, all of us, have eternal life. The fact that we don't like the thought of dying is because that's how God created us. God created us as eternal beings. We're not bodies with souls. We're souls with a body. 
right? We're souls with a body, and our souls want eternity. Our souls don't like the thought of dying because it's rightfully so. That's how God created us. And because of the miracle of Jesus, of giving his life for us, is why we have the miracle of eternal life if we believe in him. Amen? Amen. So the answer, the miracle of no, was for the benefit of many. That's the first and foremost. I know, Christians, you've heard this many times. You've heard this many times. But the one thing that will keep us going, really, is God's grace. Right? Because if we're all going to be honest, there could be a good string of three months that you're walking that straight and narrow, and then it just takes that one single person that you prayed for that, Lord, don't make me meet him today. Don't make me see him today. And, the, and then, true enough, God said, you will see him today. And then you lose all your fruits of the Holy Spirit, right? Here comes the sins of the flesh, right? Rage comes out, right? So the miracle of no to God is for the benefit of many. That's the second point of the miracle of no is the benefit of the person. It's for the benefit of the person. Whenever there's a miracle that God says to us in our prayer and God says no, that no is for us. It's to benefit us. Remember, we read 2 Corinthians 12, 79, when, when Paul kept praying. He says, Therefore, in order to keep me from being conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan, to torment me. Three times. Imagine Paul. Paul praying. You know, Paul, God used Paul to resurrect a person who died from his preaching. Right? Yeah, there was, it's in the book of Acts where Paul was speaking for many hours and there's this one young person that was up in the, in the, the cheap seats <laughs> and he fell asleep and he fell down and Paul prayed for him and he was raised from the dead. But imagine, God was not letting Paul to take away that, that thorn in his flesh that was giving him pain. And then this was God's response to him. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Now we encounter a second account of a person repetitively asking God for a miracle, but also not receiving their request in the story of our, the Apostle Paul. Paul shares a deep, per, deeply personal story. Paul refers to a thorn in his flesh, which he calls a messenger of Satan. Although we do not know for sure what Paul's story in the flesh was, Paul describes it as tormenting him, like torturing him. The Greek word Paul uses means to beat with the fist, to cause injury or weakness or possibly a circumstantial difficulty. It was excruciating for Paul, right? For Paul to really put it on paper, Paul will not, right? He, he uses hyperbole, but he never exaggerates about his or what he goes through. He, he, he writes whatever he, the true accounts, uh, the true accounts of what he goes through. So this was really bothering him. Paul pleaded with God three times to remove this, this thorn from his life. However, God said no to removing the object of torment from his life. Nevertheless, God provided his solution to Paul's situation. Paul informs us that God said to him, my grace is sufficient for you. You know, sometimes God's power is displayed in His miraculous intervention in our situation. At other times, God's power is manifested 
through His grace in our lives in the midst of suffering. Do you agree? You know why? Because we never... Tell me. We never learn. We never learn from our victories. Do you agree? We don't. We become prideful in our victories. We say to ourselves, ha! And then we look at our haters. We say, kitams. <laughs> you see? <laughs> I told you. <laughs> you should have trusted me. Right? In our victories, we become vain. We become prideful. But in our weaknesses, in our defeats, that's when we recognize, I have this on mute. I don't know why it keeps going. Um, uh, um, what was I saying? In our suffering, yes, yes, thank you. In our suffering, we get to recognize who we truly are. A person who cannot do anything if God doesn't allow it. We see ourselves for who we truly are. Do you agree? Yes, a few people, you know. And in our suffering, especially if it's health, right, there's nothing that you could do, right? You're at the mercy of God with your health, correct? You truly are. Or if it's your loved one who's suffering, there's, you're just in His mercy. And then you say, Lord, please help me. Now, here's a testimony of someone who kept getting a no answer. For her pain. Here's um, here's a testimony. Uh, is the video ready? Okay. Uh, this video is an illustration of God's miraculous grace and power displayed in everyday life of Johnny Erickson Tada. 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 Her, her being a person with, uh, she's a quadriplegic and she has constant pain and she has cancer. Okay. If the video is ready, please, if I can have your attention to the screens. You know me, you know that um, I love the Lord Jesus. I love the ministry he's given us at Johnny and Friends. I, I love, in fact, what God is teaching me in this wheelchair coming up on 50 years next year. But what I don't love is the chronic pain that I deal with almost on a daily basis. Uh, to be quite honest, my pain uh, makes my quadriplegia a walk in the park and even my battle against stage three cancer. Pain is something that can be unrelenting, endless, and it can rob you of joy and peace of mind. This past weekend, I had a particularly challenging bout with hip pain, and I almost felt as though emotionally I was gonna deflate. I was just gonna collapse in discouragement. But just then, God gave me the words to a beautiful hymn that helped center my thinking and helped focus me back on the source of grace, the Lord Jesus, who was always my ever-present help in trouble. And that hymn was, Jesus, I am resting, resting in the joy of what thou art. I am finding out the greatness of thy loving heart. Thou hast bid me gaze upon thee and thy beauty fills my soul. For by thy transforming power, thou hast made me whole. And I love the last verse. It goes, um, um, oh, let me think. 
ever lift thy face upon me as I watch and wait for thee, resting neath thy smile, Lord Jesus. Earth's dark shadows flee. Sunshine of the Father's glory, brightness of the Father's face. Keep me trusting, resting ever. Thine is full of grace. And you know what? The pain did not go away. But my fear and anxiety did. And my uh, depressing thoughts did. I did not get delivered, but I encountered the deliverer. I didn't get healed this past weekend of my bout with pain, but I encountered the healer. And I hope you will as well. When you come up against a struggle this week, a challenging uh, hurdle to overcome, whether it be chronic pain, whatever, go to Jesus, your ever-present help in any trouble. As I was watching this video, it reminded me of Larry. Larry um, himself, when he was telling me, I think we were at camp or here at the prayer meeting. I could never remember. I just know we always talk. <laughs> and he said that um, because he's always sitting down, he's in pain. His, his lower back or his spine hurts because he's constantly sitting down, right? But despite that, he comes up here when it's his time to sing for the Lord. He sings his heart out. But then the most amazing thing he said again was the fact that he can barely breathe because his lungs are not functioning as well. You know, he can't even cough out. Loretta has to hit him in the back in order for his phlegm to come. I mean, it's probably nasty, but, you know, but he says, yeah, Loretta has to hit my back if I have something stuck in my throat. Because I have, don't have that reflex uh, uh, ability to do it. But whenever he has the strength, which the little strength that he has, amidst the pain that he goes through, he comes here and sings for Jesus at the top of his lungs. Amen? Amen. 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 Praise God. Yeah, the, the, the Lord deserves a round of applause for that. And Larry, that's why when, when, when I see Larry performing... Or serving, and then Larry, Larry and Loretta are always, you know, Loretta's the, the person that takes down the walls and puts up the frame. I don't, if those of us who had the privilege to work with them, um, Loretta moves like a man. You know, <laughs> she's very much a woman, but she's she's her talents is, and it's, and she just lets Larry direct her, and Larry will always say, Go "Over there, cut it there, put it there." Take it down. You know, it's 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 amazing, and and it's and I know from his testimony from the times that we've spoke. I've spoken to this couple. They have many times they asked for God for healing. They have went to they've went to all the places. They asked for prayers, asking for healing constantly every day that God will restore his health to be able to walk again. But God said no. But even with that note, just like Joni here, she said the pain did not go away, but her anxiety went away, right? So the miracle of no, right, is for the benefit of many, and it's for the benefit of the person. Because again, going back to Larry, he said that if because of what happened to him, 
he gave his life to the Lord. Right? Amen? So even though God said no to the repeated requests of Jesus and Paul, God faithfully provided exactly what they needed to empower them with his strength and to be with them through their difficulties. Remember, even when we are passing through the darkest valleys and the shadow of death seeks to overtake us, we do not have to fear because God is always with us and is comforting us. Amen? Amen. That is Psalm 23.4. That is Psalm 23.4. Now, third point, last point, is for His glory. God's miracle of no is for His glory. How? How is it God's miracle? In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. Again, for the Christian, I have to be clear with this. God's no to us Christians is a blessing. Now, I I can't speak the same thing for the people who have not surrendered to Jesus and His Lordship. Now, again, here, in the same way the Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. See, when we are weak, even in our prayer life, because we're going through sin and we're getting discouraged because of our sin, or something occurred in our life where we're just like, that's it, I'm done, I'm done, Lord. But then the Holy Spirit, look at that, the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. And the times when we're like, I don't know what to tell you anymore, Lord. I don't know because I'm tired, I'm beaten down, I'm discouraged. But then look, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people. This is why I said it's only for Christians. For God's people in accordance with the will of God. You see, this is why God's no is still such a blessing. Because what happens to us if when we get the answer no from what we're praying for? We get confused, we get angry, we get discouraged. We, we're like, I'm done with this whole Christian life. I was praying for healing. I was praying for my relationship to get better with my wife. But then it got worse. I was praying for my children to fall in love with the Lord, but all the more they're gone. I was praying for growth for the church, and all the more people are not attending. You know, you're like, but Lord, I'm done. But then you see that the Holy Spirit in our weakness intercedes for us. And then it's the right prayer. You see? Again, in our weakness, God's grace is sufficient. In our weakness, God's power is strong. So that's why when we get defeated, when we get the no, we feel defeat. But then that's when God actually then can truly help us. When we say, Lord, I'm done. And then he says, finally, now you're getting it. Let go of it, right? Now, God himself is glorified when he answers our prayers with a definite no. God alone is glorified with that no. And that alone is a miracle. You know why? Because if we got our prayers answered, we won't be the same person that we are now. We'll be worse. Why? Because we have a lot of stupid requests from God. Yes. How many of you ask for, to win the lottery? 
Don't raise your hands. <laughs> right? There were times, right? Like, Lord, help me. Help me win this lottery. And I will help. I will help the church. Yeah, right. And then God didn't give it to you. Why? Because it was going to take you away from Him. Right? Lord, take me now. Take me now. I want to die now. Because you got into a fight with your wife. You're a baby. I'm talking about myself. Just a baby. Right? You would have been dead many years ago in your first fight. Right? But then you would have not seen how God could use you in the years after, the days after that. So there's a lot of stupid requests that weren't answered. So praise God for that no. Amen? Amen. Whatever it was that you were praying for and you got the no, trust God that it's the right answer. There's a miracle in there. I know we're truly convinced that this is what I need. This is the person that's really going to make me happy. This career is what's really going to make me happy. This ministry is what's really going to make me happy. No, if God says no, there's a good reason for it. And that alone is a miracle. Amen? God himself is glorified when he answers our prayers with a definite no. Why? Because when we are weak, that is when we are totally and completely dependent on him. Even in our prayer life, especially in our prayer life. We get weak when we are discouraged, and even then, God is with us, and He, and he even does the praying for us. Amen? And at the end, who's glorified? Not us, but God. Amen? Amen. That's our message for tonight. Thank you for your patience. Please join me in a closing prayer. Father, we thank you for your wisdom, Father God, for never being... Um, about pleasing us in, in, in our quirks, but all about pleasing you as we don't know any better. The times that we've given up, Lord God, uh, you never give up on us. The times that we have been faithless, you continue to be faithful. The times that we've been weak, Father, you continue to be strong. Father, we thank you for who you are and what you are about. We thank you for the times that you said no to our prayers. We continue to rest upon you and your wisdom. And we trust in you, Father God. Yes, no, or maybe, Father, we know that you are in full control of our lives, Lord God. And we continue to rest everything into your hands, Lord. We thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And all the Lord's people said, Amen. Amen.